0: Hey everyone, welcome to Just Like Other Girls, a podcast where we discuss things that matter to us, things that don't, and a bunch of stuff in between. I'm Alicia. I'm Shandy. And today we're going to be talking about burnout, different kinds of burnout, and our hobbies. Okay, so what are burnouts? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, a burnout refers to the state of having no energy or enthusiasm because of working too hard or someone who shows the effects of this state. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Burnouts are a common occurrence for all of us Whether it be work-related, academics or even hobbies So now we'll be talking about some of them Have you experienced burnout? Of course In my short 19 years of life I've experienced, I think At least two, I'm thinking yeah. like In terms of um, academics, definitely one And I guess hobbies I get... um. I get bored of things that I don't do well in. If you get what I mean. I have the same thing. Yeah.
1: I'm. I like something until I stop being good at it, or until I stop being above average at it. I have to ask though, how many types
0: of burnout have you gone through? I think for me, academics is definitely one. I was that typical um gifted kid, or more like I had the gifted kid syndrome. Let's be real. Yeah. Like. I I felt like I was at the top of my game I was like the best at what I do especially for subjects like English or Chinese basically just the languages and arts I always felt like I was the best at it until I realised I wasn't yeah yeah. what about you?
1: for me it's I go I've gone through academic burnout and hobby burnout Mm -hmm. definitely where it's like I was top of my cohort in English from B4 to set for and late also, I think what happened for me was, I was so good at English and like definitely I felt a lot more special in like primary secondary school. Mm-hmm. And then I came to poly and it's like I'm in a course where everyone's good at English or at least everyone's expected to be. So it's a lot harder to keep up. In poly, when you have to take charge of your own education, it's a lot harder to feel. Firstly, like you have a solid direction to go in. Secondly, validated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then for hobby burnout, it's just if I start something and I make it a thing that other people are aware of so like writing, selling clothes, stuff like that I end up being at risk of wanting to impress them so I end up not enjoying it as much and then I feel like the effects of burnout
0: So do you think competition is something that leads to a burnout? I
1: think competition can, but for me it was always competition with myself like, it, it's odd because like I've always been around competition but I'm never as pressured by other people than I am with myself and the urge to do better than I did.
0: Mm, I see. For me, it's definitely competition. I just think I'm someone who is very competitive. As bad as it sounds, I don't like it when other people surpass me in things that I think I'm good at. Would you
1: say that it can be a motivator, but once it stops being a motivator, it becomes more like something that drags you down?
0: Yeah, definitely. There's there is healthy competition, and there's unhealthy ones where you try to be ahead of every single person, even when it's impossible. And that's definitely yeah. unhealthy for your self-esteem. I used to be really smart. Even in PSLE, I didn't study and I get all A's. And I always thought, I was I was a genius and people were telling me I, I am a genius and then it gets to a point where I enter secondary school and everyone around me had the same marks so I realised I'm not special anymore and now all these people are my competitors it leads to a burnout I guess
1: for me it was okay I cannot relate to the all A's thing I've never been a straight A student but for me it was I was so good at one thing that I put all my eggs in that basket I I thought that perhaps my English would keep growing exponentially and it never occurred to me that that's not how life works you work to be better at something I think I achieved college reading level when I was like 12 I mean I'm still at a college reading level but everyone's at a college reading level now Yeah. so true. once I stopped feeling special in this one area because I put so much emphasis on it, it affected everything else I am curious though, you mentioned that you're, you're very good at English yeah. Do you have any hobbies that relate to that?
0: I used to be such an avid reader. I think I managed to um, get to the college reading level relatively young. And I I used to really read like one book a day. But at some point, when you start having to do it as a chore, as homework, I lost my passion for it. I only have one year or two years to memorize this huge chunk of text and hopefully get an A in my O-levels that's the thing I didn't have time for anything else but that can also be an excuse that I came up with by myself but I mean yeah I, I do still read the newspapers and stuff but again it's because I'm in a course where it's required to and I'm required to write now so I guess a lot of my hobbies have changed to things that I have to do instead of things that I want to, yeah. I guess I would say that would be a burnout, right?
1: I would say so. Like, you stopped enjoying something you enjoyed, and now you can't do it. For my story, it's, I took literature back when I was still aware that I was good at it. Like, up until O-level, crunch got really bad. I was still reading. The issue then became that like, once it became easier for me to just use my phone, or just use my laptop, I stopped reading. I would say I'm still good at reading, it's just not as enjoyable anymore, which I think kind of sucks because the two of us grew up reading, it's very weird having something you are not only good at, but that you really enjoy just not be that for you anymore.
0: Yeah, and the fact that it is actually difficult for me to get through a book, is it that my style of reading has changed, like what I like have changed, or it's just this burnout that is affecting the rest of my life?
1: I think when you look at it from like a very general lens, reading like anything else is a habit and we are very, very much out of practice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a downer topic. So we just wanted to talk about it a little bit and then we're going to segue into our next topic. I do want to ask, like, as a means of segue, but also just to like end this portion of the podcast on like a higher note what helped you with your burnout for mine i started picking up simpler hobbies like i think reading is a very focused intense hobby you have to be present reading it otherwise you're not gonna understand but i found things like sewing even though i don't sew a lot now but when i did sewing embroidery even drawing really helps just because i have a fairly low attention span sometimes, especially on like a bad day, my attention span is pretty low. And I find that if I'm just doing something that's repetitive, you know where your end goal is, it's so much easier for me to do anything else while doing it.
0: I've always been a very creative person, very artsy person, I would say. Even as a kid, I joined drawing classes and stuff. And the reason why I quit those drawing classes was because I thought that it will affect my academics and I was willing to give up my hobbies for academics. I ended up having to cope with um, doing art in my free time yeah I don't read anymore which is kind of sad it's really my childhood hobby it, it really was a huge part of my childhood but now I sort of substituted it with things that I actually wanted to enjoy in my childhood like drawing and stuff and I started um, painting more Nowadays, as a hobby. But also, a lot of the times, I'm using painting as a medium to um, vent my feelings.
1: Okay, I do have to ask one more question before we segue, but when you find yourself going through burnout now, like now that we are aware of what it is, how do you deal with it?
0: I don't think I exactly know how to cope, per se. I don't think I've been actively trying to cope either. I just give myself the time I need away from things that are causing me burnout and if I get back to them I will I will just get back to them eventually I I feel like if I really do love something I I will find my way back somehow like for painting I think it helps because painting is a creative hobby Mm -hmm. right you can't force yourself to paint and to, to think of something to paint when you don't have or don't want to especially if it's not something that pays you or it's not something that you have to submit so i think it's fine to give yourself a break from whatever you're struggling with to avoid burnout
1: on my end it's i think i've been very blessed in this aspect that a lot of the things i do are things i chose to pursue so like i chose to pursue writing i chose to pursue the course that i'm in now but That also means that when I experience burnout for these things, it can feel like an attack on my own skill and my own hobbies. So what I've started doing is just, I mentioned before, but I make art even though I'm not very creative. For me, a large part of art, where I'm coming from, is it's a set of motions. So if I am drawing, it's digitally, so my style is just going where I know it should be going if I'm making resin I'm just very meticulously placing things where I know they should be because then I am not actively thinking about what is causing my burnout and instead I'm kind of like like coming down from like a weird place and being like okay I'm taking some time off and I will come back to this when I can because I think I definitely fell into the bad habit of wanting to just keep pushing at it and seeing my burnout as a wall Now I see it more as something that I have to walk away from before I can come back to it.
0: Yeah, I think it's similar to me then, that we both know when to take a step back and come back to it when we can. Okay, question. Since work and academics are things that we have to do, right? And hobbies are more personal to us, which are things that we enjoy. Do you think those burnouts are more severe? than work-related ones?
1: I think they're severe in different ways. For me, when I experience academic burnout, I experience the stress of time. It's based off of the fact that someone else needs to see this. But, like I mentioned, my biggest competitor is always myself. Hobby burnout for me is equally severe because I'm at risk of disappointing myself and feeling like I'm not accomplishing what I am able to accomplish. What about you?
0: Personally, having burnouts from hobbies are definitely more emotional but I'm willing to let go of these hobbies if, if they don't serve much purpose to me and they just eventually lower my self-esteem more. Well, I will try harder for to not be burnt out in terms of work and academics because I feel like the moment I get a burnout, I'm letting myself down and then I'm affecting the me in the future
1: I think we've spoken about this before, but you are more willing to give up something if there's something greater in your future.
0: Yeah. For me,
1: it's more of, if I enjoy it, I don't see a point in giving it up unless I truly can't see myself enjoying it anymore. Okay, now we're gonna segue into a much lighter topic, don't worry. The first half of this episode was fairly dark, I think, very realistic. Yeah. But...
0: But a much-needed-to-talk-about topic, I feel.
1: Yeah. I think, like, we had to talk about burnout, but it is still related to what we're going to talk about next, which is our hobbies. Should we just list out our hobbies and start talking about them?
0: Okay. Most of my hobbies involve creativity in some way. I've been getting into painting a lot. I've been sewing, but recently I didn't sew for a good, like, three months. There is graphic design recently, which is tied into what I do for school. And also, lastly, true crime it's i think it's it brings me the most of joy and enjoyment what about you for me i
1: mentioned in the previous portion i like things that are repetitive but that still produce a tangible result so like resin digital art stuff like that but i've also found that i really like learning about fashion because it seems like a very ditzy topic but there's a lot of socio-economic politics that go into fashion because it's such a huge industry. This is a very specific hobby. I really like League of Legends. I don't like playing the game. I, I'm seeing the look on your face.
0: No, I didn't it's, expect it from you.
1: The franchise has been around since 2009 yeah. and they've been expanding their story for 12 years. So there's this huge backlog of lore that I really enjoy
0: learning about. Do you think you are invested in their storyline rather than the game itself?
1: Absolutely. Because League of Legends, the thing
0: that they sell is a
1: game that is always being produced. The story is never going to end.
0: I don't think I have a very sustainable hobby. Since my hobbies are all heavily um, relied on creativity, they are not very sustainable. In a sense where I can't get creative whenever I want. Yeah, but for now I don't really think about the sustainability of my hobbies.
1: I think what's interesting is, your hobbies are not a product. Mine are. The key for me has always been, don't have other people expect things. I'm making it such that it's a product for me, and if it's good enough, I push it up. But, I think I made a mistake when one of my first hobbies, after reading became like harder for me to do, was sewing. And I got so excited about it that I showed a ton of people on my Instagram shop. And once there was an expectation that I could like rework items, I completely stopped doing it. I didn't have the drive in me at all.
0: Yeah, I, same. I don't
1: consider it a burnout. I just find it interesting that I lost interest completely. I can still sew. I can do the task. I just don't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. Definitely. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to be doing it because of my Instagram shop. Yeah. Did we mention we both have an Instagram shop selling
1: clothes? I guess we just did. Shandy and I both have Instagram stores. That's actually how we met. Do you want to touch on that next episode? Sure. Okay, cool. Next episode, idea decided. Shandy was already, I think, sewing on her shop at the time, and then I was just starting out pretty much. But... So sewing was your hobby at the time? Yes, I would consider At the time, I don't think I had a hobby, honestly. I feel like that's why my shop became part of my hobby.
0: Actually, I want to ask you this. Do you think that turning your hobbies into businesses is detrimental?
1: What if you lose passion? Your whole business crumbles once, especially when it's a creative hobby. Everything I feel crumbles once it starts to feel inauthentic. But I definitely know some people who have made their hobbies a business. Not their careers, but a business.
0: I I mentioned just now i had drawing lessons as a kid and it's it did start off sort of academically since i did go to to learn about it right yeah if i started all this academically it doesn't make sense to me to not have it be in my career in the future there are things that i am very passionate about and i can't find something else that that triumphs over that so yeah to me, I think it is a very scary choice to make when you're going into the future, but at the same time, if you plan it accordingly and um, see it objectively, it could work. And I've seen people um, made it work.
1: I think where we differ on this is because of where we are coming from. I would say that we are both driven, but we are driven in, driven in different ways where I couldn't fathom making my hobby, my career, it's so easy for me to lose motivation. I feel like I've been burned in the past, like spending a couple years not being able to read or write was scary for me and even now it's pretty hard for me to write. I can't see something which I once thought was going to be the rest of my life being the rest of my life,
0: you know? I think I just see how it goes. I'm not really stressing about that and I don't really want to think about that before it happens. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me to worry so much either because worrying by itself will lead you to the breaking point and will le- lead you to the burnout.
1: That is true, that's absolutely yeah. true. Okay, a question that you have. We've talked a lot about the hobbies that we have or had. Are there any hobbies you would like to pick up at some point?
0: Oh, so we are speaking future tense
1: now. Future tense, yeah.
0: For me, I've always wanted to be a sports girl. I've always wanted to do sports, except that I hate sports.
1: Let's say, I know it's hard for both of us, but if we just discount being good at something, is there anything you would like to pick up?
0: Either a musical instrument or a sport like soccer or basketball where I can keep myself active.
1: It helps you as a hobby but also helps you like keep fit There's also like a second motive I like yeah. that Do yeah. you know be fun actually as a hobby? I think it's expensive to start Maybe I'd try diving
0: Diving... cost. Where did this come from? Okay uh,
1: Right now I am I think like two levels from being lifeguard certified So I got my goal and then I got one stage above it Part of the training to become a lifesaver, like going above gold, is being able to dive. And I stopped swimming after I got my Lifesaver 1 certification, but I've always wanted to try diving again.
0: I didn't expect that. I've never heard someone say they want to dive as a hobby. In fact, I've never heard of anyone who said my hobby is diving. I
1: feel like if you like diving, you are probably good enough that it could be part of your career, because it is something that's more niche. I don't think it will be part of my career, I just like diving.
0: Oh you know what? What? Can extreme sports be a hobby? Yes! I have this thing for roller coasters, first of all. I love the adrenaline rush. I'm scared of heights, but I love speed. I think extreme sports might just, I don't know, kindle something in me. It'll give me a rush, makes me feel like I'm alive. You know, I get it,
1: that's kind of what diving is like for me I like that feeling you get in your ears I like almost like feeling breathless When you're like this close from the surface Okay, okay, not for me I, I hate feeling breathless No, no, it's not the breathless part specifically But like, I think the word that we share in common is thrill The yes. thrill for you comes with speed The thrill for me is in how much I can push myself underwater
0: I love that for us I think, yes Let's <laughs> yes. go
1: cliff jumping
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. No, no, Seriously? no, aboard mission, no.
1: <laughs> okay, no, no. I was just thinking like where would those two things collide? You flipped? know what's
0: in interesting? I think I'm I would be able to try bungee jumping.
1: <gasps> I've always wanted to try bungee but
0: jumping. Maybe not cliff jumping just because I don't think I can swim very well. Ah I But see. then again you can save my life. Okay, no let's not bank on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a cert I have not used in years. I'm just saying I am able to do the thing. It's like, I can't
0: tell you how fast I can get to you. (laughs) I bought the Universal Studios Pass just to take roller coasters every week when I was 16. Sometimes even twice a week. I mean, completely waste of time, to be honest, now that I think about it in... O-level, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. it was after O-levels, definitely. No, I'm not that (laughs) crazy. Now that I'm 19, I definitely think that It was a total waste of time and waste of money But at that time, I really loved the trail. Actually, I realised from this talk A lot of things affect your hobbies Your choice of hobbies Sometimes even how you're built Affects your choice of hobbies (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure
1: So we've talked sports Specifically extreme sports You mentioned musical instruments What would you like to pick up?
0: Something that's stopping me from taking up musical instruments as hobbies is that i find that i have no talent whatsoever in music true i don't either we talked about this
1: right before the podcast started yeah i had meant okay i mentioned that i was in choir for four years and i think i made a statement like i spent too long in choir to not be able to sing even if i'm not that good at it and you said i'm tone deaf i do think it's harder to start a hobby when you really have no natural talent for it because I don't have a natural talent for instruments so I never started because there was no spark for me
0: yeah I think age plays a part also if we started when we were young young we can probably pick it up faster oh yeah but now that we are 19 I I I don't have the mental capacity for this
1: but we never answered our original question if you could pick up an instrument now what would it be
0: drums. Looks cool. It looks cool. It looks cool doesn't it? But no I don't think I'll ever really actually get into it. Mm. Okay
1: to give a preface I feel like if I were to learn an instrument it has to be either an instrument that's very readily available very widely known of or has to be a niche instrument. If I had to pick something up it would either be something that's portable but still every a lot of people have one like the guitar or it'd have to be something that you'd have to Google the spelling of, like the piccolo. <laughs> I think the, the rationale for me is, again, it comes back to me liking knowledge. I either want to know something that everyone knows, or want to know something that no one knows. And most people haven't even heard of the piccolo.
0: You know what I think? Do you think that your hobbies stem from wanting more knowledge?
1: Yes, absolutely. Everything I have ever learned that I've enjoyed, is because I started at a place where I did not know a lot about it. Maybe I was naturally good at it, maybe I wasn't, but it was always something that I was curious about.
0: You know what's interesting? I think for me, mine's definitely about expanding my creativity. Why I am touching on so many aspects of art, like even with clothes, is because I want to see what can can I turn this um, normal thing into with my creativity would you say that
1: your hobbies are based on transforming something and my hobbies are based on learning about something
0: yeah definitely
1: i mean tell me if i'm right or wrong but i would expect you to when you pick up a new like art form it's because you want to see where like your brain and your creativity takes you with this new art form
0: yeah even with the musical instrument all i think about is Is one more thing to add into my creative box.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's... I'm not good in any one arena. Like, I've never been good at art. I don't enjoy math or science, but funnily enough, I like learning about them in my free time because... This is so unrelatable. (laughs) But one of the greatest things to me is when I'm able to, like, look at, like, a math or a science, like... Uh, an absolute topic and learn about it because it feels like again i'm expanding my box but mine isn't a creative box mine's a knowledge box
0: that's wild yeah actually i'm really interested in biology as well and it is it, something that has totally nothing to do with my creativity or whatever but i can relate to you in that aspect because i'm really interested in how like the human body works
1: Yeah. This does tie into one more thing that I think we should touch on before because we've been recording for a while, but like what content do you seek out? I bring this up because the content I seek out is usually that of experts or of people who know a lot. For
0: me, interestingly, I seek out people that are just like me. Right? Because uh-huh. cre- for creativity, there's no... There's no real Something. expert. Yeah, there's and there's no real standard. Everything is subjective. So I can get inspired by everyone and anyone. I enjoy being creative, but I don't like studying about how the creativity comes about, if you get what I mean.
1: Okay, we're going to wrap up very soon, but I would just like to say that this is absolutely incredible to me, just because it seems to me that you like learning, but learning when... There is no benchmark. Yeah. I seek out experts and people who can teach me. I seek out field. I think maybe that's why I never got into being super creative regarding art specifically and art forms because there is no real expert. Like, you can have tutors or whatever, but no one has the same art style as you or anything. But I love absolute topics where if I learn about something, I am learning more about the thing as a whole. And the more niche the topic, the better. Because for me, it means they have delved deeper into this topic than anyone else. Like, that's why sometimes I'm a bit disappointed when I say I'm like a jack-of-all-trades. I'm not. But it's more accurate the descriptor for me than master of none. Because I want so desperately to know about everything.
0: That's interesting. At the same time, I also think that I'm a jack-of-all-trades. Because I enjoy... I try to find enjoyment in everything I go into yeah. creatively, creative wise and I think I can only do that creative wise it's just a matter of whether effort has to be put in yeah yes. and I think you enjoy that effort while I don't, I, I love rather the effort. I rather have things come naturally and just mm. go with the flow yeah. I kept saying this but um, I do a lot of things that involve creativity which also then mean that I like to do things a certain way you know which is why yeah I'm not really prone to absorbing knowledge that I don't deem as important or that contradicts from my opinion
1: no that's so incredible for me because I don't know like neither of these are bad ways to learn or yeah. to absorb something they're just it's so interesting finding out right now that the two of us have such different learning styles that almost mirror each other because they are parallel but they face completely different directions
0: yeah back to hobbies I think that we both have um, very different ways of creating these hobbies and our life experiences and just the, our perspectives everything just comes to play Mm. when it comes to hobbies. I am having such a good time. <laughs> I can tell, you look so excited. I am so excited yeah, right now. I, like, I love this. I like that you're so excited. <laughs> I, I feel like oftentimes I keep all these things to myself. That's why I my outlets are art, mm. you know? But yeah, I think talking to a camera is not bad. Yeah. Could, it, could this be a hobby?
1: Absolutely. I started my YouTube channel, not because I had anything to say, but because I wanted to say something.
0: Wow! Okay, that makes sense.
1: When you look at it, your art in the end is for yourself, and it's to express yourself. But the way that I express myself is literally by expressing myself. I'm so excited now because I'm finally talking about something that is like... like I've never articulated any of this, but it's it's only as I'm saying it that I realise it is true. The podcast does have to end at some point, but I kind of wish it didn't have to.
0: Right? Wow, there's so much things to cut out. Okay, let's end.
1: (laughs) We did get fairly excited in the last half hour, which I will cut down significantly, but thank you all so much for watching, and if you know us personally, if you're following us on Instagram, or you are watching this on YouTube, please tell us about your hobbies, tell us about anything you thought about this episode, tell us what you want to pursue as a hobby in the future, we both got very animated about this topic and genuinely, we would love to hear what you have to say. And with that, thank you so much for watching or listening wherever you are watching or listening from and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.